In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Gang's back together again, and it's time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Road dog ready. Back from Athens yesterday, hanging out with Kirby. Wonder if he got chewed out. DT in the house, our engineer. We get this gorgeous Tuesday underway. Uh, cooler temperatures out there. Everybody uh, talking about that at the coffee shop today. Everybody loving the cooler temperatures overnight. What do you say we start out the show with a bang here? Thank these people for listening to 680 The Fan and the Buck Baloo Show. We got a pair of tickets to go see Eric Church this Friday at Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta. Got a pair we'll give away right now at 404-231-1680, the number. Concert going down at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Go see Eric Church. Call right now and be a winner. Everybody loves to be a winner. So we'll start the show giving away something. How about that? And then it takes us to the big take. Bucks Big Take. Los Bravos have lost four in a row, and it's been ugly. Bottom half of the batting order has gone quiet. Bullpen allowing runs and bunches. Rotation a little bit shaky. And the boys down at the coffee shop, they are more than a little bit concerned. Twelve games remain in the regular season. And the boys are worried this poor play will carry right into the postseason, which would translate into a, another quick exit. Remember last season? And that would be ugly after a record-breaking regular season uh, the Braves have had. That would be awful. Is this a champagne hangover? Or will we flip the switch and get back to kicking butt? Only time will tell, but I know this. This team won't go down quietly in the postseason. This team is tough. This team is highly motivated. This team is a matchup nightmare. And this team will get back on track playing high-caliber baseball by the time the postseason curtain pulls back. And that's what I believe. In case you're wondering, the last time the Braves lost five in a row, 2017. It's been a minute. Six years it's been. So I'm just going to guarantee, uh, I'm going to uh, believe that the Braves, we're going to see them get back on track tonight. Champagne hangover. Those things can uh, carry over for a number of days. 
headache just refuses to go away. You're distracted. You can't focus. It's time to lock it back in. Because we got a lot going on. You got SNIT and you got AA. They're busy evaluating players for the postseason roster. Let's hear from SNIT. That's what he was talking about after the ball game last night. If we haven't found out about guys now, we're not going to, quite honestly. I mean, this is the group we're going to war with. And, you know, just, you know, we still want to win as many games as we can. I mean, that's why we go out there and play every day. But, you know, we're just, you know, what we'll do is try and, you know, especially in the bullpen, is not tax anybody. I want to keep everybody regular, I guess, so to speak. And, and um, you know, try to just, just get through these next games, win as many of them as we can, and then get ready for the first round that we play. Yeah, the uh, bottom of the lineup been struggling here uh, during this four-game losing streak. We're averaging three runs a game. And when you're giving up runs in bunches, sort of tough to win when you're scoring three runs a game. You got Acuna, Ozzy, Olsen, and Riley. They're swinging the bat right now. But you look at Ozuna, Harris, Murphy, Rosario, Arcia. They are five for 51 between those five guys that hit in the second half of the lineup. Five for 51. Let me do the math for you. 098 during this four-game losing streak. So there lies the problem. Giving up too many runs, bottom half of the lineup, not getting the job done. Now, as far as what Snit was saying, as far as evaluating players, I think overall, Snit's got it right there. They know what they got. They're going to go with what they got. But as it relates to the bullpen, there's some auditioning going on, and don't try to tell me there's not. You got Iglesias, Mentor, Yates, Jimenez, Hand, and Johnson, you've got six guys that have basically punched their ticket to be on that postseason roster. And then you've got two or three spots available, and they're trying to get that figured out. Nick Anderson, as I see, is uh, rushing back to get a look. Uh, rehab starts at the minor league level. We have not seen him in a while He's had 35 appearances earlier in the season. Be nice to have him available. Jesse Chavez is back. Not not at the big league level, but back trying to work his way back in there. Jackson Stevens, Michael Tonkin, Ben Heller, Colin McHugh, Lucas Lidke, all trying to grab one of these bullpen spots. So there is some auditioning going on in these last 12 games. Anybody uh, panicking, DT? You panicking? What do you think? No, not panicking, Buck. Um, Panic in the street! I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's convenient that this four-game skid came. Literally, the the game started the game after you clinched the division. Um, Champagne? Yeah, I I don't know about four or five-day hangovers. I guess they can happen. Um, but yeah, the the lineup wasn't the same through over the weekend. The the pitching obviously is is the concerning part, but it's not like uh, it's been coming on guys that you're planning on relying on too much in the postseason. Um, just mildly concerned, you know. Get right, get two, yeah, two weeks, get right, two and a half weeks. Well, I think it's a little bit, you know, when you have the champagne celebration, you have a tendency to relax a little bit. You don't focus in like you have. That's fair. Been the rest of the season, you relax for a second. And the next thing you know, you've dropped four games in a row. Third time this season, we've lost four in a row. 
But I blame it on the loss of focus, the lack of intensity, the champagne celebration. And I was ready for them to kind of ramp that back up last night. We didn't see it. It was a rough night yeah. for Kyle Wright, though. Well, you know how it is. They always blame it. You go on a road trip and you come back. and then oh, you, Travel you, day, Buck. Come on. Yeah, you got a little bit of a hangover as you get back in town. And then that second home game, you kick it back in. I wish this was a longer homestand, unfortunately. Just a quick little three-game set with the uh, with the Phillies. So, all right, we got a busy day on the show. We'll come back on the other side. We got Aaron Murray lined up. We're going to talk a little uh, college football with Aaron. And then Dominic Lovett, he says to call him Dom, the Bulldogs' leading receiver. We'll hear from him in the Bulldog Roundtable. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 937. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees, such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees, still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. Try to see things my way. Do I have to keep on talking? Big Tuesday here on the Buck Baloo Show. Appreciate you hanging out. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. You can listen many ways. 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. And get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you at Beaver Toyota. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Got to love that. And the Big Take brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. And let's see here. We got the green card that I want to tell you about. The 680 green card is back. The deal of the year allows you to play six of the area's best golf courses for one low price of $199. We're hooking you up six rounds of golf with a cart and an excuse to go play golf for $199. Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Golf, Sequoia National, and Wolf Creek. Don't want to forget about them. That's a $470 value for just $199. Quantities are going to be limited. They're going to go fast. We got 200 of these cards that go on sale Friday at 9 a.m. So get ready to go on Friday morning. Cards are on sale Friday at 9 at 680thefan.com. DT, want to get one of these cards, man? Let's go tee it up. We can find the time, Buck. I'm all in. Yeah, it's a good good deal. Dude, you got to make the time. 
And that's the thing. You, I love playing fall golf. Oh, is there any better? Like a, an afternoon in the fall? Oh, that's beautiful. Better getting better than that. But you're right, Buck. Go ahead and spend the money. Then you got. Then you have to. You have to force yourself to to golf. You got the built-in excuse for work and the family. Hey, I've already paid for it. I got to go play. Yeah, there you go. Sort of like saying, you know, I got this. Uh, I got this friend in town. And so he's wanting to play. He golf. really wants to play. What do you want me to Honey, do? I'm gonna have to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. You know, I get that to do list. I'll do it tomorrow. Doing it for a friend. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on ESPN Serious College Football Analyst, Georgia Football Legend, President of the Players Lounge, Aaron Murray, back here on the Blue Show. Aaron, what's going on, man? You doing all right? Yeah, man, you know, just enjoying an uh, undefeated season so far. You'd think the dogs would be one and two with some of this noise, but uh, they're still undefeated, so enjoying life is, as most Georgia fans should. What do you make of the slow starts? I'm hearing a lot of fans complain we're not scoring enough in the first quarter to make them happy. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, they're possessing the football. I mean, you look at the stats, you know, from the game and, and one possession in the first quarter, four in the first half. Like, they're moving the ball methodically down the field, and it, it's hard, man. It, it is, you know, this. it's it's very difficult to score, you know, when you have to execute for 15-plus plays. Like, you love those big chunk plays where you're able to, you know, get inside the red zone real quick, get back to the line of scrimmage, and then hit him with a quick hitter to get in the end zone, or just score from 40, 50 yards out. Like, that's just a lot easier to do. You know, and defenses want that. Defenses want to be that bend-but-don't-break mentality. So, for Georgia, I would love to see, you know, some more explosive plays down the field. You know, I think Carson is playing it safe right now, which I don't hate, honestly. Like, you know, a couple of times you would love to see him just let it rip, and I think he's going to continue to to build some confidence in himself and those receivers the more he goes back and watches the tape. But he's playing a little bit safe right now. Uh, but in the red zone, man, you got to find a way to run the football. And I think they did that in the second half when, you know, they, you saw them you know, finally be able to punch it in. And you got to find more creative ways to get Brock you know, some, some uh, you know, one-on-one opportunities because, you know, three games into the season and his only touchdown is a rushing touchdown, you know, just ain't going to cut it. Yeah, he's explosive. Got to find a way to get him, uh, you know, and, and Bobo's done a nice job targeting him. Uh, I think he had, what, seven catches in the game this past weekend, but maybe a little more in space down the field, a little bit more. Arian Smith is the one really explosive receiver that they have, but he uh, was not really involved in the game this past weekend. He's another one that, uh, and I've seen him try to take some shots down the field, but it just hadn't been there yet. Uh, I've given Beck, uh, I've given him a B plus uh, in the first three games of the season as far as the the grade on Carson goes. I, I'm with you. I think he's doing a nice job. He's settling in. I saw him work in the middle of the field this past weekend which uh, seems to be available. He can see the whole field and obviously the arm to uh, throw it at all levels yeah, of the and defense. I, and, Buck, and, Buck, I'll say this about Carson. I would rather a quarterback be a little bit early on in his, his you know, not his career because he's been here for a while, but, you know, early on being a starter, I'd rather a quarterback show me that he knows the offense and can get through his reads and get to number three and get to the check down and then learn – to maybe buy some more time with, with slowing down your drop or an extra hitch if you feel like you could take a shot down the field, that, that to me is harder to do of getting through your reads. Like I've seen so many young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that haven't played a lot of football that get stuck on their first read, they get stuck on their second read, they're just hoping that it comes open, they end up forcing the ball down the field, creating turnovers, taking a sack, 
and I think the one thing that we that, that I'm appreciating from Carson is he's not doing that. He's 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 just saying, listen, I'm going to take completions. I'm going to take what the defense gives me. I'm going to methodically move the ball down the field, and then I'm going to go back and watch the tape. And like I said, you're going to see a more confident quarterback the more that he kind of sees like a you know Ra Ra is winning on the outside, Dominic Lovett's winning in the slot. Hopefully, we get Lad back and he can take some shots with Lad. Like the shots will come, but teaching a quarterback to get through his reads and find the checkdown is a lot harder to accomplish, and he's demonstrating that early on this season. Totally agree with that. So I, I spent a lot of time, uh, I've got Mike Bobo's back here, and there's a percentage of the fan base that just will never be won over by Mike Bobo, and I'll never understand it, but, you know, that's that. Uh, I want to hear you, though. Can you tell the do you believe Mike Bobo's a quality offensive coordinator? I love Coach what he's doing, and, and, and I think Kirby had his back yesterday, too, when he said, that this is you know this isn't old school Bobo. Like we're running the same plays we ran last year, and there right now there's a lot of very efficient ball you know play going on. Yeah, you know, I thought in the run game getting uh, Dejon back at the running back position. Like I talked to Ben Jones about this last week because I asked Ben, who is my center, I was like Ben, like you know what's going on in your perspective from the run game for the first two games? Is it an offensive line issue? Is it a running back issue? He said, you know, based on him going back and watching the tape and talking to Searles, like, I feel like the, the, the offensive line was doing a good job. And he kind of, you know, we were, it was me, him, and Noshawn talking about this. And he's like, you know, we would get Noshawn to the second and third level, and then Noshawn would make guys miss. Like, we, they're getting those running backs to the second and third level. Then it's up to them to run someone over or give them a stiff arm or give them a juke and, 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 and create explosive plays in the run game. And finally, I thought, you know, with the addition of kind of putting Bell back there as well, you saw some explosiveness from him. And then obviously getting Edwards back there to run the ball as well. You're starting to see the run game come to life all of a sudden. Those guys able to be a little bit more explosive once they hit the second and third level. And then, like I said, man, the pass game is going to continue to evolve. There's no doubt about it. So I think you're just seeing, you know, very surface level stuff right now. And, you know, like I started to call, they're winning football games. Like there's something to be said about playing complimentary football. The offense is taking care of it. They're not putting the defense in a bad situation. You know, they're scoring points. They got to, you know, they got to make field goals. I mean, you know, two two chip shots got to be made. Um, so I'm not really too worried about this offense. I think Bobo is going to continue to 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 accelerate it in the right direction. All right, I know you work in the Florida Charlotte game this weekend. What'd you make of the Gators last weekend? They owned Volunteers in the swamp. It's just amazing. So what happened? Gator, Gators elevated their uh, their play, or the the Vols just uh, not as good as we thought they were. Uh mixture of both. You know, I thought Graham Mertz. If you really look at it in the past, you know, for the, for the start of the season, has played some really quality football, and I thought he played his best game this past weekend. The running backs, we knew that they were going to be talented. They kind of showed out, um, and then defensively, they did a great job of of really trying to make Tennessee one dimensional. Tennessee's been a great running football team, and. You know, they weren't able to get that done. And, and, and right now, Joe Milton has not shown America and the Tennessee faithful that he's you know, really progressed a significant amount from, from where he was two or three years ago. Uh, he's just not an accurate thrower of the football. And that, that's a problem, man. If teams are going to be able to, you know, stop the run and put the ball in his hands, he's just not – he's not hending straight up. He's just not hending. So I think it was make sure both of, of – this is – you know, a better than we thought Florida football team, you know, and Graham Mertz is, is a quality quarterback and they got quality running backs uh, and, and the defense is improved from where they were last year. And also Tennessee just is, is 
you know, a shell of what they were offensively last year. And, and, you know, the defense looked like they were improved the first two weeks. But, man, it was some sloppy tackling from, from Tennessee in that football game as well. What's going on with the players' lounge? Yeah, man, we got a lot of great stuff. Got a lot of great content coming out this week, so make sure you check it out. Uh, Warren uh, Brinson, who's just been a rock star. My man just needs to learn how to wrap up in the backfield, but he's been a terror <laughs> at the defense line position. You know, he's got a great show coming out this week. Um, Javon Bullard and, and, and Jackson Meeks brought on Tyke, uh, and all three of them sat down. Uh, and then Makai, who's been a superstar, uh, he had his show as well. So got some really good shows going on with these players where you get to kind of see them off the field, who they truly are, you know, and, and, and not someone shoving a mic in their face and asking them questions, but them generating, you know, the conversation of what's going on in their lives, both on and off the field, you know, some of them had some really good uh, insight onto uh, what was the feeling heading into the locker room down 14-3, knowing that Kirby Smart has some pretty infamous, uh, you know, halftime speeches. So it was really cool to kind of sit back and let those guys chop it up a little bit. So make sure you go check it out this week. It'll be on our on our website at theplayersonside.io, um, followed by it will then be on YouTube at the end of the week as well. All right, now go the speed limit down in Gainesville this time. Don't let them get yeah, you. I- uh, they ain't going to get me this time. I'll be going nice and slow. <laughs> Aaron, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the insight. Appreciate it, Buck. See Aaron y'all. Murray, Georgia legend. It's always good having him on the show. Man, let's, uh, let's continue with the college football theme. What do you think? So we got Alabama, man. They had that players-only meeting on Sunday. And, you know, I get a kick out of reading some of this stuff where one of the players said, you know what? After the team meeting on Sunday, we're all on the same page now. They asked, right, we had a few guys stand up and, and speak. And then suddenly everybody's on the same page again. I don't believe that. Well, that intimates that they weren't on the same page going in. I mean, what could one or two guys say that would have everybody suddenly agreeing with what's going on? Everything's fine now, Buck. And you got Jalen Milrow back now as QB1 at Alabama. And I tell you what, I got a kick out of Saban, too, meeting with the media. They asked, you know, why you got you going back with Milrow? He didn't even play last week down in Tampa. And Saban basically was saying, well, you know, he's earned this opportunity because you know, I really liked what he was doing, even though he didn't play last Saturday. I liked the way he was working the sideline. He was encouraging some of the other players. So it's got absolutely nothing to do with his performance level. And everything to do with his attitude. Come on, coach. I'm not buying that for a second. I would say that nobody else should be buying that either. You found out the other two guys can't play they can't help you win right now that's what the deal is nick mr saban come on i mean you're going back to milro because the other two guys stink and then you got tommy reese the offensive coordinator who looks like he's over his head if you ask me gone and when milro was the quarterback the first two games you know you had Reese constantly having Milrow in the pocket. And this drives me crazy for these offensive coaches that will not uh, fit their scheme to the quarterback skill set. It makes no sense. 
It's like having a pocket passer and trying to roll out to the left and throw the ball. I mean, Mahomes can barely do that. So Tommy Reese, I think he's he might be one and done at Alabama, if you ask me. And he'd be smart to fit the scheme around Milrow. He's not a pocket passer. Let him bootleg, let him roll, let him run, because that's what he can do. I mean, what are you doing? Tied also with some offensive line issues. Got that freshman left tackle that looks slow. I mean, he looks big. Dude's got to be. He looks like he's 7'4", about 450 pounds. Caden Proctor is his name. But, dude, he's, he's too slow. They're running right by him. And I tell you what, when you on the football field, when you got big and you got quick and athletic, I'm taking quick and athletic every single time. And in years gone by, this is why the SEC dominated the Big Ten in these bowl games over and over again. Big Ten will be slow and big. You'd have the SEC quick and fast and athletic, and they would win almost every time. So Alabama's got some issues, brother. And the word's already out. People already whispering, hey, Saban, the dynasty could be ending. That's what the narrative is right now. Coach Saban's bought that house down in South Florida by, by Tiger Woods. He's looking to retire. The dynasty could be over. Tension on the coaching staff. That's what Lane Kiffin's saying. Roll down tide. Keep an eye on Alabama, as Coach O would say. Things aren't looking good right now. Man, I tell you what, I wish I had time to talk a little more about that Florida State-Clemson game. I don't have to do that. I'm going to have to do that tomorrow on the show. Because right now it's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Georgia wide receiver Dominic Lovett. Uh, Dom, appreciate you taking time to be on the show today, man. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. All right, so uh, you feeling good about getting so involved early in the season? How's that going? It's going great. Uh, I love being a dog. I love being a part of Dog Nation. And every day I go out there and I lay it on the line. I'm actually smiling while saying all of this because <laughs> it's kind of still all a blur. And I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you in that Georgia uniform. Man, you lit us up a year ago. <laughs> out there at Missouri, nice to have you on our team here. Uh, talk about the transfer process and, and what that whole thing was like for people wondering uh, about the transition you had to go through. Um, honestly, um, I just took a step out on faith. Uh, I had a talk with uh, my mother and my father, and we felt it was the best that I entered a uh, transfer portal. Um, coming to Georgia on my uh, OV, uh, they kind of checked all my boxes as far as uh, academics, uh, school, that family-friendly environment, 
considering I'm from uh, Illinois and I'm all the way out here in Athens, you know, that's 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 a little farther than uh, Mizzou. So uh, I was big on that family-friendly environment, uh, getting developed, and uh, they kind of checked all my boxes. And when I came here, I felt it was the best fit for me and my family, and I've been loving it since day one. How easy has it been to fit in? I mean, you got a new campus, uh, new coaching staff, new teammates. What, what was that process like? Who helped you get through that? Um, honestly, the whole in, entire football team and staff, they welcomed me in with open arms. Like I was like I had already been a Georgia Bulldog, and I feel like I'm a very uh, relatable people person. So I just kind of uh, gelled together with them. And we've been cool since day one, and we've just been growing and thriving as a team. Hey, Brian McClendon's done a great job with those wide receivers wherever he's been. How big a factor was it, uh, and how easy has it been playing for Coach McClendon? Uh, it's been great playing for Coach uh, BMAC, uh, considering that he played here and he also played at the next level. So just for him to, just for him to come back and uh, coach me, and give me all the t tips and tricks that uh, he got, plus more. Uh, words can't explain how grateful I am for Coach uh, B-Mac on a day-in and day-out basis. Talking Bulldog football with Tom Lovett, Georgia wide receiver. Tom, what, uh, let's talk about the game this past weekend. Uh, South Carolina came in, gave, gave you guys their best shot. Uh, what were you thinking at halftime, down, down a few points at halftime? Um. We were actually really poised. Uh, Coach Mark came in, and he really just told us, just take it one play at a time, one drive at a time, one moment at a time. Do your job, execute, leave it all out there on, on the field, and good things should happen. Um, we uh, we came in as a team. Uh, we didn't bicker at each other. We didn't yell at each other. We held each other up, and we told each other that we got this. Let's uh, go back out here, do our job, and we came out with W. Don, my theory on this is a young team gets better facing some adversity. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how much better you get winning 70 to 3 every week. So I, I think this is probably, this is a good win as I look at it. Yes, sir. Um, it shows uh, this game really went back to our four core values, which is toughness, connection, resiliency, and composure. And I feel uh, all of those uh, came out at a point in that game, and we just resorted back to our training. And we came out with the W. What's been your impression of Carson Beck, both uh, prior to the season, your first impression, and then uh, watching him do his thing during the season so far, three games in? Uh, my impression is that he's a great leader. He goes out there with some swag. Uh, he con he controls the offense. Whatever he says goes, we follow him. Uh, he does a great job of recognizing defense coverages, making checks. He does a great job uh, coming over to the O-line, the wide I was talking to us, trying to see what we see, trying to see if, if we can throw the ball here, run the ball here. Uh, he, he, he just does a great job leading the team and leading the offense. Give us your scouting report on Brock Bowers, what you see out of him and his skill set. A creative player. Creative player, huh? Brock, Brock Bowers, uh, I feel like, is a is a once in a generational uh, type of talent. He's one of those dudes um, that's gonna do everything right. He gonna be where you need him to be. Uh, he gonna lay his body on the line for you and for the team. Um, 
when the ball is in the air, it's his. He's just so humble. Uh, I feel like that's probably something like uh, people probably all really know. He don't really do too much talking. He just goes out there, plays football. He loves it, loves the grind. He's a hard worker. So, What about that Sanford Stadium experience? What was that like this past Saturday? Uh, it was great. Our fans stepped up. Uh, to the bell, which they have never missed, not one time. Uh, I think uh, Sanford Stadium all the time, and we're just gonna keep. Uh, we're just gonna keep striving and keep growing. So we need them to. We need all our fans uh, back out there Saturday for the seven thirty kick, so they can help us get this win. Dom, you're leading the team. Fourteen catches, three games into the season. You, I'm guessing you're you're really excited about what the rest of the season's going to bring. Yes, sir. I can't wait to finish the season with my brothers. We're going to take it one game at a time, one day at a time, one practice at a time. And we're just going to keep grabbing and keep and keep growing. Dom, uh, thanks for your time and insight, man. We appreciate it. And best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. It was an honor. Dominic Lovett, man. Great having him on. He is leading the dogs in receiving. He looked great at Missouri last season. Lit us up. Now he's looking even better in that Bulldog uniform. Let's get him the ball. Speaking of the ball, I want to invite you to check out our Friday night football coverage. It's going to be on Extra 106.3. Get that Extra app. Be able to listen this Friday starting at 730 to North Cobb at Milton. And then afterwards, we've got our uh, Georgia High School scoreboard show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. North Cobb and Milton coming up Friday night. All right, coming back on the other side, I'm going to drop my NFL Power 5. Stick around for that. You got the Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Get out and check out Chuck and Chernoff. They broadcast live Thursday, Buffalo Wild Wings, Hiram location. For the Atlanta Football Feast, promo team's going to be there until 8, taking you right up to kickoff. Great prize giveaways courtesy of More Than Sports. Chuck and turn off Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings Sports Bar in Hiram. The best in college football and the NFL. 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 2, 1, 1. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All 
right, got the Baloo Show, NFL Top 5. We're going to start at the bottom right now. We're going to go with number 5, the Miami Dolphins. Tua is carving defenses up. Defense looks pretty good, too. I got the Dolphins 5. Got the Chiefs checking in at four this week. They got Kelsey and Jones back. Two impact difference-making players. And, boy, you could tell the difference in week number two. Got Pat with that new contract. He's uh, feeling good about that. Chiefs checking in at four this week. Number three. How about them Cowboys? Boy, they scored 70 points and allowed less than 10 how about them Cowboys? Dallas checking in at three. Number two, Philadelphia. A little bump in the road with two new coordinators, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, new in Philadelphia. But tell you what, they are loaded with talent. A lot of them Georgia players, too. Falcons, pay attention. Yeah, all those Bulldogs, man, I got the Eagles checking in at number two. Numero uno, the San Francisco 49ers won two games on the road to get the season started. Now I think they got 20 games at home, something like that. 49ers looking good. I got them number one this week, so that's the way it lines up. Blues power five. You got the Niners number one, Eagles number two, Cowboys three, Chiefs four, Dolphins five. Five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, got a praise today. A shout out. Wayno. Did you see Adam Wainwright? St. Simon's man. Former Atlanta Brave. A career with the St. Louis Cardinals finally hit that 200 career wins mark last over the last 24 hours. Uh, 200 career wins, that is huge. He becomes the 122nd Major League pitcher to reach 200. Career is winding down, going to be over with in less than two weeks. 18 years in Major League Baseball, 41 years old. Great career, Wayno. Glad to see you get that mark. Helping the Braves out, too. Yeah, looking good. And then, well, a concern. I got Nick Chubb on my prayer list after what happened uh, last night. Prayers up for Brown's all-pro running back. His left knee injured last night in the red zone. Planted the left knee. The defensive back collided with his knee as it was planted. And the knee gave away. Uh, same knee injury as the one he injured in Knoxville back in 2015 playing for the Dogs. Looks like it's going to be a long road back. I would guess his career now is in jeopardy. Torn ligaments. Go ahead and expect that. Nick Chubb, we're praying for you, my man. Hey, tune in to Nick and Chris. They've got the Southern Company Business of Sports segment. Man, if it's impacting business in Atlanta, then Nick and Chris, they got it covered. Business of Sports presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy for all the customers and communities they are privileged to serve. 
going to do it for the Baloo Show today. Appreciate Aaron Murray hanging out. And great to catch up with Tom Lovett. What do you say we do it again tomorrow? Join me uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.